It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome into our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in Seattle, the Mariners 6 and the Padres 1. As the Padres lose a fourth consecutive game, they lose this two-game series in Seattle. They drop both yesterday's game and the game here tonight. Padres drop back to 55-60 and 60 on the season, five games below 500. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios on our post-game coverage here on the Padres Radio Network. Good to have you with us on this Wednesday evening, hope you had a great Wednesday. Certainly not a whole lot of fun, uh, this game in Seattle for the Padres. A lot to do on our post-game show. We'll go back to Seattle, hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin, have post-game reaction for you from inside the clubhouse. We'll have the highlights for you, tell you how this one went down, your phone calls, and much, much more to come. Very often in sports, in baseball, numbers tell the story. The Padres have lost five of six. They've lost four in a row. Mariners right now doing what the Padres are hoping to do. We all have hoped they would do at some point this season. They've won seven in a row. They are red hot. The Padres offense in this series, one run on seven hits and a combined 0 for 11 with runners in scoring position. The big four in this series, Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Xander Bogarts, a combined two for 29. Both those hits, singles from Xander Bogarts. The trio of Tatis, Soto, and Machado, these two games in Seattle went a combined 0 for 22. The good in this series, yes, the good, the pitching performances from the Padres. Yesterday on a bullpen day, the Padres' bullpen, Nick Martinez starting, three scoreless innings, Barlow, Kerr, Suarez, Hader. They give up two runs. That was it, and the Padres lose 2-0, get shut out. Here today, you Darvish goes six-plus innings, no runs given up. A 1-1 game heading into the eighth inning. We'll dive into the eighth inning. Cal Raleigh, the go-ahead two-run home run, a five-run eighth inning as it unraveled in the eighth. But it is awfully hard to win baseball games. When you score zero runs on three hits one night and one run on four hits the next night. And the stars that are supposed to lead this offense, again, the big four, the T. Soto, Machado, and Bogarts go a combined two for 29. And again, the three of T. Soto and Machado go 0 for 22. It is awfully hard to win baseball games that way. And the most disappointing part of all this is that you feel like we are back at square one. The Padres, twice in the last week, had an opportunity to finally move back to 500, a place they haven't been 
in nearly three months. When they take the field on Friday in Arizona, it will be three exact months since the Padres were at 500. They were one game below a couple of times in the last week. They are now five games below 500. And even with all that, the Padres will end tonight four and a half games out of a wild card spot. Are they out of it? No. Is making up four and a half games doable? Yes. But to be honest with you, it almost feels a little silly to talk about those games back, to talk about the wild card race until this team gets back to 500 because it's been that long since they've been there. And until this team shows an ability to carry momentum from one night to the next, one series to the next, one week to the next, and certainly in Seattle, from an offensive standpoint, they did not do that at all. And they wasted some good pitching. The eighth inning unraveled, but that was the only spot in this series where the pitching faltered. You Darvish, six-plus scoreless innings here tonight, and on a bullpen day yesterday, two runs given up. And the Padres' offense scores one run on seven hits. They did not have a hit with a runner in scoring position in this series. And sometimes the numbers say it all. A lot to do on our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Bob Melvin, we'll hear from him when we come back. We'll also have post-game reaction from inside the Padres clubhouse. Again, the final score in Seattle, Mariners 6, Padres 1. Post-game show continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, Mariners 6, Padres 1 as the Padres drop their fourth consecutive game. They have lost 5 of 6. Mariners have won 7 in a row. A lot to do on our post-game coverage. We'll go back to Seattle, hear from Bob Melvin coming up in just a little bit. Should also have some post-game audio coming from the clubhouse, uh, post-game reaction from players as well. Remember, the only place to hear post-game reaction from inside the Padres clubhouse immediately after after game is, uh, games is right here on the Padres radio network on our post-game coverage. Sam Levitt with you here inside our San Diego studios. The Padres offense for a second straight night in Seattle. Nowhere to really be found. Let's recap how this one went down. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F-750s and motorhomes. 
It was the Ha-Sung Kim show in the top of the first inning. He drew a leadoff walk against Mariners starter Emerson Hancock, who was making his major league debut. Kim stole second. Kim stole third. Juan Soto then hit a comebacker to the mound. Kim came in to score on it. Padres had a 1-0 lead in the first. Hugh Darvish tossed two scoreless innings, uh, innings to begin the night, including a key outfield assist from Fernando Tatis Jr. to end the first inning. Suarez runs. The pitch from Darvish is lined fair down the right field line. It's that side wall. Fernando's got to go and get it. Suarez held it third, now waved as the throw goes into second, and they got him. No run scores for the Mariners as Cal Raleigh tried to get to second base, and Fernando Tatis Jr. threw him out. Great throw by Fernando. Padres still led 1-0 in the third. Darvish gave up a leadoff single to Cade Marlowe. Tatis tried to throw behind Marlowe at first base. It was a little wild and ended up bouncing away. Marlowe went to second, a throwing error on Fernando. That ended up being significant because Marlowe went to third base on a ground out with score on J.P. Crawford's sack fly. Game was tied at 1-1. It would stay that way for a while. Darvish and Hancock were both doing well. Hancock kept the Padres' offense in check, throwing five innings with just that one run allowed in his major league debut. Darvish worked around a leadoff single in the fourth and got out of a jam in the fifth inning after Seattle had runners on first and second base with nobody out. Padres then had a good scoring chance in the top of the sixth inning against the Mariners' bullpen. Ultimately, runners on first and third with two men away. Garrett Cooper pinch hit and lined out to left. He hit it hard but not hard enough. Padres at that point were 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position. Darvish pitched a scoreless bottom of the sixth inning. Padres went down in order in the seventh against Seattle reliever Trent Thornton. Darvish went back out for the bottom half. He walked a batter, then hit a batter. Bob Melvin went to Robert Suarez out of the bullpen. Suarez retired three in a row to get out of the jam. We were still tied at 1-1 going to the eighth inning. Padres went in order in their half. In the bottom half, Steve even Wilson entered. He walked the leadoff man, Julio Rodriguez, but then he bounced back to strike out Eugenio Suarez. The count ran to 3-2 and two on Cal Raleigh. 3-2 and two again to Cal Raleigh. The pitch hit in the air, deep down the right field line. Fernando turns to watch. This one going to go. Off the facing of the second deck, deep down the right field line. A two-run homer for Cal Raleigh. And the Mariners lead for the first time tonight. It is 3-1 in the bottom of the eighth. 450 feet on the home run for Cal Raleigh. Wilson then hit Teoscar Hernandez with an 0-2 pitch. There were two men away with Hernandez on second base for Ty France. First pitch on the way. And France swings, scorches one into the left center field gap. That'll get down, hit up against the wall, sit on the warning track. Hernandez scores easily. France into second with an RBI double. And now 4-1 Mariners in the eighth. That was it for Wilson. Tom Cosgrove entered. Mariners weren't done. Keith Marlowe singled to bring France home. Jake Cronenworth then committed an error on a ground ball. J.P. Crawford hit an RBI single. All in all, a five-run eighth inning. Mariners took a 6-1 lead. And that was the story. Padres didn't score in the top of the ninth inning, and the Mariners swept this mini two-game series from the Padres, winning it yesterday 2-0 in the final here today, 6-1. As again, the Padres scored just one run on four hits. They combined for one run 
on seven hits in this series. Padres went 0 for 9 here tonight with runners in scoring position. Mariners went 3 for 11, and the Padres have now lost four in a row in five of their last six games. Let's go back to T-Mobile Park in Seattle and hear some post-game reaction. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard, the Cook's Asian resource. What did the pitcher, starting pitcher, do to your guys? Um, Only give up two hits, a couple of walks. A little bit of uh, short arm arm action. The guys were saying the ball's playing a little a little better, at least on the velo, but we didn't put enough pressure on them. Given the importance of the game. They're, I mean, what? They're but, all, right? Right, but you're facing a guy making his major league debut. You. you have your lineup. Like, how much more disappointing is that? I Look, any loss is disappointing right now. I, You know, with, with you on the mound and you're facing a guy in his major league debut, maybe that adds to it, but I think... Any loss right now, especially after we lost the first game here, is, is at this point, each one of them are disappointed. And I imagine when you have Suarez, Wilson, Hader for those seven, eight, nine, you yep. feel pretty comfortable going there. What, what, what did you see from Wilson today? Well, it was the one, really the one pitch, you know, this I think the sweeper didn't get where he wanted it to go um, to Raleigh that ended up ruling the day. And then, you know, hit by pitch and maybe get a little, you know, it's, get a little bit, I don't want to say rattled, but obviously that's not what you want to see. But, you know, the way we were swinging the bats today, um, the home run was, was kind of the deciding factor. That that type of hit, that's kind of eluded you guys Correct. all season. Where, where, where does that need to come from? Well, I, you know what, Cooper had a really good at bat off their left hand, you know, got into a 3-1 count, got a heater down in the zone and hit it hard. That's the kind of way it's gone for us, right at the left fielder. That gets over his head or the side either way. We have some momentum. We have the guys we want to come in the game. So they got the big hit. We didn't. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from the clubhouse in Seattle as the Padres fall 6-1 to to the Mariners in the finale of this two-game series. Padres get swept in this two-game series. You heard Bob Melvin say at the end there that the Mariners got the big hit. The Padres did not, and that was the story uh, in these last couple of games. And the bottom line is this. Going up against a starting pitcher for the Mariners here tonight in Emerson Hancock, who is highly touted but was making his major league debut, this Padres offense just got nothing going against him. Hassan Kim walks to begin the game. He stole two bases, ends up coming in to score a run on Juan Soto's ground out. And that was the only run the Padres scored in this game. Simply not good enough. We can talk about the pitching. We can talk about what happened in the eighth inning. But the bottom line is when you score one run on four hits one night, yesterday no runs on three hits, and your stars, the T. Soto Machado 0 for 22 in these two games, it is awfully hard to win baseball games, let alone against the team playing as well as the Mariners are playing right now. They've won seven in a row. So to me, these two games in Seattle, I don't want to hear about anything pitching related, even though the eighth inning did not go well. Stephen Wilson struggled. Cal Raleigh had the big home run. But to me, 
These two games fall squarely on the Padres' offense, an offense that was built to produce, an offense that was built around these stars leading the way, and that just simply did not happen in uh, the two games of this series. So uh, that's uh, where we are here on August 9th. Padres back to five games below 500, and they are now 55-60 and 60 on the year. We'll step aside, come back with more. We should have some more post-game audio coming from the clubhouse as well. Final score, Mariners 6, Padres 1. More to come in our post-game show after this on the Padres Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, Mariners 6, Padres 1 in this series finale in Seattle. Sam Levitt with you here inside our San Diego studios as we wrap this one up. Very disappointing. A couple of days in Seattle. There is no time to sulk. A very important series coming up in Arizona beginning on Friday. Padres have a day off tomorrow. We'll tell you more about that series in Arizona on Friday coming up in just a little bit. Look at the out-of-town scoreboard. A lot of uh, very good games and very interesting stuff around the major leagues today, including a no-hitter in Philadelphia. So we'll tell you much, much more about that. We will go back to the Padres clubhouse here in just a little bit here from Manny Machado. So stay tuned for that. A lot to do as we get some post-game reaction. Padres offense not doing much at all in this series. And here tonight, one run on seven hits combined in this two-game series against Seattle. 0 for 11 with runners in scoring position. Padres had an early one nothing lead in this game. Mariners tied it on a sack fly, 1-1 in the third. It stayed that way until the eighth inning. That's when Cal Raleigh hit the big home run. Two-run shot to give the Mariners a 3-1 lead. They would go on to score five runs against Stephen Wilson and Tom Cosgrove in that eighth inning. But like I said, before we went to break and after we heard from Bob Melvin, to me, the pitching is not the story here, and it's not at all. It is squarely on the offense in this series. Again, and I don't mean to hammer the point home too many times, but these are the numbers right now, and they're very important to note. The big four, Bogarts, Machado, Soto, Tatis, two for 29 in the last two games. Both the hits came from Bogarts, so if you really want to look at three of them, Tatis, Soto, and Machado, 0 for 22 in these two games. And we know with how this team is built, The Stars need to lead the way. We've said it for months. We've said it for 100-plus games. And when those guys don't have a hit in a series over the span of two games, very, very difficult for the Padres to win. And uh, that's where we stand here tonight as the Padres fall 6-1. to Much more to do on our post-game show. Let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's 
Ace Pitcher of the Game. Brought to you by The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Our ace pitcher of the game, well, we will stay on the Padres side of things because there's a guy who deserves it in this game, and that's you, Darvish. Six innings, no runs given up. Got some help in the seventh inning by Robert Suarez, who came in with two runners on that both belonged to Darvish. Nobody out. Got out of that seventh inning. But quite simply, you, plenty good enough to win this game here today. Six innings, no earned runs given up. I think I said no runs given up. I should have said no earned runs given up for you, Darvish, in this game. Struck out four, walked two, six hits allowed. He worked out of trouble a handful of times, 89 pitches total. He was good, good enough to win. Padres get another quality start, and they do not capitalize. They lead baseball. They lead, I should say, the National League, rather, in quality starts this season. I believe today was number 54, I believe. I have to double-check that. I believe today was their National League leading 54th quality start. And the Padres, again, don't capitalize on it. Something we've talked about a lot. But you, Darvish, will be our ace pitcher of the game here tonight. Very good stuff from you. Pitched well enough to win. Padres offense could not back him up. We'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network. When we come back, we'll hear from Manny Machado. Go back inside the clubhouse in Seattle. We'll take your phone calls coming up as well. 833-288-0973. The phone number, 833-288-0973. The phone number to call if you want to get involved as we wrap it up. Mariners 6, Padres 1, the final in Seattle. Postgame show continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios as we wrap this one up. Mariners win it 6-1 to one over the Padres. Padres have lost four in a row. They've lost five of six. And after getting back to a game below 500 multiple times in the last week, somehow, some way, the Padres now find themselves five games below 55-60. and 60. With all that said... Still right in the mix as far as a wild card spot. Four and a half games out. They do have work to do, but uh, they continue to not lose much ground, even though they're not winning right now. And that's where they are here on uh, the end of this Wednesday night. Still a lot to do on our post game show. We'll give out more of our nightly awards coming up in just a little bit. Full look at the out of town scoreboard. A lot going on in the majors today, and we will continue to break down. Each and every aspect of this game, I've told you the offensive numbers from this series from here tonight a couple of times already, and one other offensive number is this, and earlier in the pregame, I said it, I said we weren't, we do our hot not segment right in the pregame, if you listen to me pregame, please do, 
We tell you who's hot, who's not. I didn't put Manny Machado in the not category. He was 0 for 10 in his last three games entering today. Well, Manny after this one, he did walk twice in this game, didn't have a base hit. So he's 0 for 12 in his last four games. And again, I'll just say it one more time and not to hammer it home too much, but these are the numbers right now. Tatis Soto Machado in this series, those three were 0 for 22 in the two games in Seattle. So obviously a very a tough couple of games for those three. It's been a tough little go for Manny, who in the month of July, for the most part, was really, really good, but uh, not so much here in the last handful of games. Let's go back to the clubhouse in Seattle. Here's some post-game reaction from Manny Machado. It's a little bit hard to hear uh, at the very start here, but I believe the first word that Manny says here is the word unacceptable. Let's hear from Manny. So badly. Okay. Yeah, ball well. I mean, you can't can't knock that. So um, yeah, we just uh, just couldn't couldn't get that big hit. Unacceptable. You guys have the the big names. You guys have the track records, and he has double A. Like I assume that's why you say it's unacceptable. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, he's made some good pitches. Um, you know, we just couldn't capitalize on it. But yeah, I mean, we're we're way better than that than what we did today. Clearly, you guys were not happy with it. What what needs to change? Win more games. Simple. Simple. When when you've lost as many close games like this, is there any like close six one? Close in the eighth inning. I mean, yeah. but um, but is there a sense that they like when when they go against you late like they have that one compounds into the other? And how do you get that headed in the right direction? Uh, I mean, I wish I knew the answer to that. Honestly, just uh. Just don't really even know. Um, you know what I mean? I mean, I think ultimately how I see it is simple, baseball simple. You got to score more than them. You got to hit the ball better. And, um, you know, they got that big hit. You know, I mean, we have one of our best relievers in the game. He's been lights out all year. And, you know, he made one one pitch, one mistake. And the guy hit a, hit a homer. So, um, you, know, we, uh, you know, we need to capitalize because it as an offense, and maybe we haven't, we, we haven't gotten those pitches either. So, uh, and when we do, we do do damage. But, um, you know, sometimes you just you got to tip your cap, you know, when they when they make the good pitches and, um, you know, they do their jobs. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, do we want to be in this position? Hell no, but, you know, it is what it is. You don't want to be in this position. I imagine you still feel like there's a chance for you guys to oh, get yeah, where absolutely. you're trying to get to. How important absolutely. are these, these games coming up against absolutely. the teams? I mean, every game. Every game. I don't think... Uh, you know, we got Arizona coming up now. Um, yeah, we, we need to win. I mean, it don't matter who it is. Uh, you know, we got to play good baseball. Play the baseball we played. Obviously, the last two days we haven't. Um, you know, we, we got to go out there and turn the pace tonight and enjoy this off day tomorrow and come ready to play. You know, because we know they're going to bring it. So, um, you know, we got to go out there and hopefully pull some strings together. Um, you know, win them more than a couple games in a row. Um, you know, we got to get hot. But if, anyone, if any team can do it, I think this is the team in here. I know you don't have answers for us, but when you guys close the door for 15 minutes, do you have answers in here? Well, we always have answers. I mean, whenever you, uh, you know, you're talking amongst each other, you figure things out, and um, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, it's all up, it's all up to us. You know, and I think um, you know, it's the 26 guys that are in here is what we believe in, and, and um, you know, it take a, about 26 of us to uh, get to where we want to get to, and. I think ultimately everyone in here has confidence in each other. We've been pulling the same rope, and you know we just, just got to play better baseball. 
Thanks, Ben. That was Manny Machado from inside the clubhouse in Seattle after this 6-1 defeat for the Padres at T-Mobile Park in Seattle. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. You heard there, uh, that was Kevin Acey of the San Diego Union-Tribune. I'm not sure if he was uh, referencing that there was some sort of meeting before media was allowed inside the clubhouse. I don't know. I haven't seen that. Uh, I've got to look on Twitter here, see if anybody's tweeted about that. Uh, But it sounded like maybe there was there. Uh, maybe some sort of meeting before media was uh, in the clubhouse. Again, I'm I'm not saying there was. I don't know. Um, but look, Manny, obviously, um, saying all the right things there uh, as far as having belief in this team and believing in in uh, the guys inside that clubhouse and saying it's about winning games. It is the problem, as Jesse and Tony talked about in the wrap up. Is it's getting late. Time is ticking, and. The question of whether this team can truly get this thing going in the right direction continues to loom larger and larger and larger. It is August 9th. Tonight was game 115. And I suppose what I'm trying to say is time's running out. We've waited for this team to to get it going, to find momentum, a team that has not won more than three games in a row at any time this season. But time is ticking, and it's getting really late, and a very important stretch of games coming up. We'll continue to dive into this game. What went down in Seattle may have some additional post-game reaction coming from the clubhouse as well, so stay tuned for that. First, let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit sandiegofoodbank.org. Our relief pitcher of the game again with some of these uh, awards here tonight, I am going to stay on the Padres side of things. Give you a little positivity. Why not? Robert Suarez will get it. You know what? You look at this game. It's 1-1 in the seventh inning. Darvish walks the first batter of the seventh. Hits Ty France. Runners on first and second. Nobody out. Suarez comes in, retires three in a row. Marlo Rojas and Crawford. So he did a really good job keeping the game tied. Very good stuff from Robert Suarez. He'll be our relief pitcher of the game for what he did in that seventh inning. Nicely done by Suarez, and nicely done by this Padres pitching staff. Look, I know Wilson gave up the home run, and five runs come in in the eighth inning, but the bottom line is between Darvish and Suarez, they gave this team plenty of opportunity to go win this game. Because keep in mind, if it's a different score, Padres go score some runs, who knows how the final few innings play out when you have a lead and you have things set up and all of it. So... I, again, I said it earlier, I, I just I don't put much of, if all, if any of it, on the pitching here in the two games uh, in this series in Seattle. To me, it is all about the offense in these two games, especially here tonight. Facing a starting pitcher making his Major League debut, highly touted, but I don't think overpowering. And the Padres got just one run on two hits. The one run they did get was in the first inning, it was really a Hassan Kim created run, a walk. He stole two bases, came in on a ground out. Aside from that, Padres could not get anything going against the right-hander Emerson Hancock, who uh, takes the no decision in his major league debut. Now let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's 
find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Our player of the game, we got to go with the guy who had the big swing, right? Cal Raleigh. Two-run home run in the eighth inning. Broke the 1-1 tie. Biggest hit of the night. And he'll be our player of the game here tonight on the Padres Radio Network for that home run. Had a double earlier in the game, so two hits and the big two-run home run here tonight for Cal Raleigh as the uh, Mariners go on to win it by a final of 6-1. to one. Phone number, 833-288-0973. Again, phone number to call, 833-288-0973. The phone number to call if you want to get involved. You can also tweet at me, as always, at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram DMs open as well, Sammy Lev there too, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Let me know. What you want to talk about, happy to interact with your tweet or your DM live here on the air. And uh, as I've said so many times this season, I don't promise to have the answers for you, uh, but I am here for you and uh, happy to provide emotional support as we try to figure out this Padres season in another frustrating stretch here as the Padres have lost four in a row in five of their last six. Let's go to the phones. We lead things off tonight with... Noel, who's calling in from San Diego. Hi, Noel. You're on the Padres Radio Network. How are you? Oh, well, Sammy, I think we've all been a lot better, Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, thanks for taking my call. One thing I did want to say is I feel badly for all of you 97.3 fan broadcasters. I know it can be draining uh, to discuss Mm -hmm. this lackluster performance on such a frequent basis. Um, so my condolences to all of you there. Well, um, well, Noel, yeah, Noel, I'll, I'll, I'll let you uh, continue, but yeah, you know, look, it, it's obviously things are easier when they're winning and, uh, I, I guess you could say they're more fun, but I, I said this last night, look, I'm, I'm very lucky to talk about a game I've loved since I was a kid, be around it. And, uh, after, a. A number of years in the minor leagues have the opportunity to work here uh, on the Padres broadcast. So I'm I'm thankful, uh, but I appreciate it very much. Uh, we're uh, we're going to be okay either way. Okay. Um, at this point, it's just kind of comical to watch this team, and I want to support them, but they do make it really difficult. And and, and I'm just kind of tired of getting mad about it. So. Um, one thing I wanted to say is I can only imagine that other teams are salivating when they see that <laughs> they're going to be playing the Padres on their schedule. And it's, it's embarrassing. It's disappointing. Um, you know, when the season began, I told one of my sons that this team may rival the awesome 1998 team, which I was a season ticket holder back then. Um, but, you know, they just, I don't I don't see any kind of fight in this team like I don't know it's it's hard to explain it's you know I, I'm a little bit tired of hearing people say well there's still baseball left mm-hmm. well yeah but if I counted right I think it's only 46 games and each day that goes by where there's a loss you know that's one less opportunity that we have to move forward so I feel like um, a lot has to go wrong for other teams 
and a lot has to go right for us. Mm -hmm. It's almost like the uh, odds of the Mega Millions lottery at this point that (laughs) I think that they could even make it to the playoffs. And I don't know if even if they got there, you know, if they would be able to sustain uh, winning. Because I, I just don't see it. Mm. And, you know, I'm really sad. So I'm I'm sad for Peter Seidler. I feel like he's, you know, put a lot of money, a lot of faith into this team. And there might come a point where some heads have to, you know, roll in order to, uh, to, to uh, have a good 2024 season. Well, Noel, uh, appreciate the call, and I, I certainly understand, you know, everything you're saying. And and um, look, it's it's been a very disappointing season. I mean, I, I think all of us at the start of spring training expected a, a very different type of team, not one that would be 55 and 60 here on August 9th. And certainly I did. I mean, look, I'll, I, you can go back and hear what I would say every morning. I'm Ben and Woods, spring training Sammy, and and – I think all of us did not see this coming. Now, as far as getting to the postseason, things like that, look, is what's in front of them doable? It is. Four and a half games out of a playoff spot with 47 games. You said 46. You were close. 47 games to go. It's doable. It's doable. Um, The mounting problem is that they have not shown the ability to really do what's necessary to 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 get there. And that starts by just getting back over 500. Let's forget the quote-unquote run, the getting hot part of it. Just getting over 500 has been a major issue. This team has not been over 500. By the time they take the field on Friday, they will not have been over 500 in three months. So to me, it all starts with that. And I, I think Jesse and Tony alluded to this during the broadcast. It all starts with that. I mean, I'm I'm at a point where I don't even want to look at the standings until this team is at 500 or maybe even a game over 500 because they've got to get there to have any shot at this. So, look, it's all fair emotions, Noel. Um, it is. And uh, I, I wish I had the answers for you. Um, as far as, you know, would they do anything if they get there? Look, I, I think you always want to get there. You want to get into the dance because we learn year after year after year that if you can get there, you have a shot. And if you can get there and get hot, y- you have a real chance. But they got to they gotta do a lot of work just to get there. And they have to look like a very different team. I mean, what's happened the last two nights offensively, it, it's, it is hard to fathom. It is. Now, yesterday they ran into a starting pitcher in Logan Gilbert who was on his A game, and I said it last night, you will have games like that. The best teams in baseball will run into starting pitchers that are totally on their A game from the get-go, and they shut you down. It happens all the time. But here tonight, I mean, Emerson Hancock, major league debut, I didn't think he was overpowering. The Padres got one run on two hits against him. And one of those hits, you know, um, well, I should say, I'm looking at it here. I'm just trying to figure out where the hits were. It was a single by Kim, and it was a single by uh, Campusano. That was it. That was it against Hancock. I mean, 
with the names in this lineup and the money invested in this lineup, I mean, we have just seen way too often the Padres get shut down by starting pitchers. And again, no disrespect to Emerson Hancock. He could end up being great. He's the highest rated pitching prospect in the Mariners system. And they produce a lot of really good young pitchers, especially the last five, six years. But they were totally shut down. They shouldn't get shut down by a guy like that. They shouldn't. And they did. And then the bullpen did the same thing. Again, in this series, I read off all the numbers earlier. One run on seven hits. I mean, that's just that's not going to get it done. I mean, you, you can't win games scoring one run on four hits, no runs on three hits. I mean, the pitching could have been uh, uh, nearly perfect the last couple of days, and you wouldn't have won either of these games. And with the names in this lineup, for, for this lineup to just go so ice cold and the big guys, the stars to go so ice cold at such a critical moment, Noel is very disappointing. And I understand your disappointment. Let's go to Thomas calling in from Del Cerro. Hi, Thomas. Hey, man. How you doing? Um, yeah. Yeah, like how we could, uh, we could lose four games in a row, but we can't win four games in a row. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, um, like you said about the pitchers, you know, I forgot who it was last week who had a higher rate. We can get a hit off the, the other guy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, Thomas. And, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. A couple of things I want to say. I mean, a couple of things, you know. Um, I mean, um, yeah, our, our top three are not producing. Oh, and yeah, talk about the, uh, the Kim score, I mean, we shouldn't even score that one. Because <laughs> you imagine if it was nothing again? I mean, well, yeah, we got, at least we got the one. No, we kidding, I got that one, but we got that one. And yeah. So, you know, we're not getting the runs. And, I mean, uh, Wilson, he, I mean, he's a good pitcher, but I don't know what happened to today. He just yeah, well, look, to. yeah, I mean, Thomas, look, uh, you know, look, relievers and Wilson's had a really nice year, and he's been very important to this bullpen. And thank you for the call, Thomas. Look, <laughs> I mean, gave up a home run in a big spot. It happens. I mean, but the 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 margin for error is so razor thin. This is something we talked about a lot in the first half of the season. When this team wouldn't hit, wouldn't score, the margin for error, whether it be with your pitching staff or whether it be defensively, is razor thin. And we've seen that the last two nights in Seattle is razor, razor thin. And it puts the bullpen in a spot in the eighth inning in a tie game where they cannot give up a home run like that. Those things happen, okay? I mean, you, you can't expect your, your pitching staff and your bullpen to be absolutely perfect against a Mariners team that's got some big bats. This is a Mariners team. They're 12 games entering this series. They were averaging five and a half runs per game, okay? This team's hot. The Mariners, they've won seven in a row. They've won 12 of 14. They're hitting the ball well. They were playing really nicely offensively coming into this series. And before that eighth inning, before that eighth inning, the Padres had held them to three runs. Three runs. I mean, that's that's good enough to win these two games. So, look, again, I, I just think it is asking so much of your pitching staff if your offense does not produce, and the Padres' offense did not produce in this series. That's the bottom line. Again, I said it earlier. To me, this is all about the offense the last couple of games. Okay, Steven Wilson giving up the home run, yeah. It's a bad spot to give it up, but you know what? The Mariners got some guys who who can hit home runs, and those things are going to happen in a close game. And, you know, (laughs) 
I mean, it is what it is. If the Mariners would have scored one run in that inning instead of five, Mariners still win the game. If they score one yesterday instead of, you know, two, they still win the game. To me, it is all about the offense. It puts way too much pressure on this pitching staff. And if you look at the big picture of this season, while the bullpen has been shaky at times, when you look at what this rotation has done, it's just, for the most part, not on the rotation. And I think in a lot of games, not been on the bullpen. Even though there were injuries there and it was shaky, I mean, yesterday is a perfect example. I mean, what more did you want that bullpen to do on a bullpen day? And uh, again, if you score no runs, you're not going to win the game. We'll step aside. We will squeeze in a couple more of your phone calls, 833-288. Excuse me, 833-288-0973. Out of town scoreboard coming up on the other side. We have a lot to talk about with the scoreboard. We really do. Uh, We had a, a lot of good games today. No hitter as well in Philadelphia. So we'll tell you about that. We'll also hear our play of the game. Wrap it up. Get you ready for this series coming up on Friday in Arizona. Post game show continues after this. Again, the final score, Mariners 6, Padres 1 on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you here on the Padres Radio Network inside our San Diego studios. Final score, Mariners 6 and the Padres 1. As the Padres drop a fourth consecutive game, they've lost 5 of 6. We've done a lot here on the post-game show. We've had our game recap, played all the radio highlights, heard from Bob Melvin, heard from Manny Machado. If you missed all of that, remember, you can always listen back to our post-game show in its entirety on the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast. It is up uh, either... Right after the game or uh, usually first thing in the morning uh, on a night like tonight where we're going pretty late. And uh, yeah, if you missed any of it, you can go back and listen to any of my postgame show each and every night on the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast available wherever you find your podcast. So we already did a lot. We heard from Melvin, heard from Manny, and uh, we uh, will go back to the phones here in a second. 833-288-0973. We'll have the full out-of-town scoreboard coming your way in just a couple of minutes. Here are play of the game and wrap it up here on the Padres Radio Network. All right, let's go back to the phones. We have a number of callers here. Uh, phone lines are, are lighting up. So we're going to try to get through some of these pretty quick here. So uh, we'll, we'll see how we do. Let's begin with Tim calling in from San Diego. Hi, Tim. Hey, Sam. How are you? Doing all right. How are you? Good, good. You do a great job on the radio. You Thank really you. do, and I really appreciate it. Hey, I just, I'll make this quick. I just want to call these guys out. The only guy that's playing with any heart, with any energy is Tim. It's been all year long. The other guy that we have with energy is Tatis, and he's he's standing out in right field. Uh, I just there's no heart on this team, none, zero, and it's really frustrating. Mm. You know, it, it really is. And you know, I like Melvin. I think he's a real good baseball man, but yeah, there's no fire. I want to see some. I don't know. I want to see some fire, Sam, and I just don't see it. Well. Tim, yeah. look, it, it, look. I think in these two games, look, uh, you didn't see a whole lot. I mean, and especially, look, I've said it before, when teams are not hitting, I mean, it, it always looks like there's no fire when teams are not hitting, and that's what they did in this series. I mean, look, to your point, Kim's been great. I mean, he's been the MVP of this team, Tim. Um, you know, Fernando, 
is just going through a really tough stretch. I mean, he's chasing so much. Um, I think he's just going through a really bad slump, and players go through a really bad slump sometimes. I know that's like the easiest answer to it with Fernando, and I, I think today he saw a little bit of the body language, his fr- frustration with it, and, and I get it. He's really slumping right now, and and we went over the numbers pregame. I'd have to recalculate where he's at and, and kind of where the slump is at, but not only is he is he chasing and he's swinging and missing a lot, but he's had such bad luck. Um, but look, uh, for as critical a games as these are, Tim, for this team to to do what they did offensively these two games, and especially after the weekend against the Dodgers, where I mean, look, let's be honest, if the Dodgers don't sort of melt down in the eighth inning on Saturday, I mean, the Padres could have been swept in that four game series. And aside from that eighth inning on Saturday, I mean, it did not go well. So the last six games have not gone well at all. And for as critical as these games are, yeah, to see him produce one run on seven hits, Tim, doesn't make you feel good, and it doesn't look particularly good either. Uh, let's go to Mike calling in from San Diego. Hi, Mike. You're on the Padres postgame show. Hey, uh, yeah, I was just calling. Uh, what's frustrating to me with the team is I, I really like them winning, obviously, but if they're not winning, I, I like entertainment and, and an entertaining team. Like last year with Alfaro and, and all the laughing, and I know that was partly because the winning was going on, but, but it seemed if they didn't win, at least there was some good entertainment value. Mm-hmm. And so as a season ticket holder, you know, we got an email Sunday about, you know, next year, signing up for next year. And, and some, you know, it's almost like a 35% increase. And, and if I'm not, you know, the winning thing is important, but if I'm not being entertained, that's a lot of money to not be entertained and leave not having fun. Well, look, Mike, I think, you know, when, when you play as, as, as poorly as they have in, in these close games, I mean, let's talk about what's entertainment in baseball, right? I mean, entertainment is offense and it's blowouts and things like that. But to me, I mean, the most entertaining baseball are, are close games, big moments, big comebacks, right? And this team has not really done a whole lot of that, right? I mean, they're six and eighteen. We've said these numbers a million times at this point, but six and eighteen in one run games. We all know the number. Oh, in ten in extra inning games. We talked about it Saturday. It was one of the rare times they had trailed late where they came back. I mean, that was just their third win when trailing after seven innings. So look, when you're not battling back late in games, when you're not coming up with the the big hits, I mean, we've talked at at length all year about the issues with runners in scoring position. 0 for 9 here tonight. They were 0 for 11 in this series. Yeah, that, that doesn't look like super entertaining baseball. It doesn't. I mean, big hits, big moments, big comebacks. That's, I mean, that's what that's what makes you kind of pump your fist and and scream and yell and cheer. And the Padres have not had a ton of moments like that this year. That big hit, that big moment, that big comeback has so often eluded them. So, you know, Mike, I, I hope there's there's more entertainment left in this season. But you know, I understand what you're saying because I think, you know, I think when you don't have that that ability. Um, you know, you think about the moments from last season, right? Regular season, you mentioned Jorge Alfaro, like 
all the big walk-off hits he had. Yeah, the Padres have had one walk-off hit. It came in the first homestand of the year. They haven't had one since. Yeah, I mean, those moments create that entertainment. They create that excitement, and the Padres simply have not had a ton of those this season. Let's go to Jesus calling in from Escondido. Hi, Jesus. Hey, Sam. How's it going? I'm doing all right. Good. Uh, I mean, you perfect segue, because that that's just what I was going to mention, um, was that there's just been no, I wouldn't even say like identity, but I would say like yearly, there's always like a yearly aura or a yearly magic, you know? So like the 2020 season, it was like slam Diego. Like that was our identity. It's like, you know, we're, we're hitting grand slam after grand slam after grand slam. I don't even think we have one this year. And then, um, the 20, uh, 21 season was, uh, you know, we, we salted at the end, but the 22 season, we had uh, a, a ton of walk-offs and we had that, you know, the, uh, uh, Jose Alfaro going with the LF, uh, LFGSD, you know, mm-hmm. um, like that was the, our war cry. And this year it's like, what is our war cry? What is our identity? What is our magic? And I don't think there is any, I think it was, I think our magic or our identity, our, our spark was the off season. Look at all the big names we're signing look at all the extensions we're doing like that was our, our moment and then once the season started it just kind of it's we've been stuck in neutral like i feel like nothing's happened and every every fan's been waiting like okay okay you know what it's, it's kind of slowly happening but like last week when we swept the rangers it was like oh of course you know we get we get smacked around by the pirates and then we sweep right. the rangers and we're like okay here we go it's gonna start to pick up and and whatnot but it's just really felt like we've like we got like a, a Ferrari with all this talent, but we're driving in the slow lane for whatever reason. Like we can't just let the the e brake down and just floor it. Um, yeah. I mean, silver lining, I it's frustrating, but I still have faith. Just like the 2021 season when I think we were maybe 10 games over over uh, 500 and we lost the wild card at the very end. I mean, I, I hopefully, like I said, my silver lining is we could do the opposite of that this year. You know, we're 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 still right there and maybe towards the end of August and September, we could flip it around. There's nothing to say that's going to happen. You know, maybe that's just wishful Homer, you know, thinking, but um, I I still have some faith and that's what the Padres is. You know, you got to have faith, but part of that faith is there's got to be something that shows up as well. Well, Jesus, uh, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. And, uh, you know, look, I I think you made all fair points there and and your, your word you use their identity, I think is a good one. And, you know, I said this a few weeks ago. To me, it's such a weird feeling because I, I almost feel, and you're right, I mean, we came out of spring training, out of the off season with so much hype, with so much expectation, and it just sort of feels, and I said this a few weeks ago, I don't know if it makes sense, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, tweet me, DM me if it does or it doesn't. It just sort of feels like the whole thing never really got started. Like the season never really got rolling. Now, let's see what the final 40-plus games hold. You can certainly keep the faith. You can certainly have hope. I do. Um, but because they got off to such a so-so start, and then they dipped under 500 on uh, in early May, right? The last time they've been at 500, May 11th. That's the date we keep continue circling it just sort of feels like that identity was never really built. And it's, I think, been really two reasons. Number one, because they've just sort of been under 500 and trying to get this thing going all year. And they haven't been able to to push it into full throttle for whatever reason, right? We all know that. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I was going to say reason number two, but that's the reason, right? I mean, there there has just been this one step forward, two step back, and so on and so on and so on. I mean, this last week is a perfect example. I mean, going back to uh, the trade deadline right before, it's a perfect example. I mean, let's recap the last couple of weeks here, right? Kind of sums up that entire feeling. They lose two or three to Pittsburgh to start that homestand. Then they sweep the Rangers right before the deadline. You feel like things are starting to turn. They then have that brutal loss in Colorado uh, the day before the deadline. They end up being buyers at the deadline, adding Choi and Cooper and uh, Hill and Barlow and, and all the guys they added at the deadline. And then they win the next two in Colorado. So at that point, you've won five of your last six. You're playing better baseball. That's when we kept referencing the numbers since July, the fact that overall they had played a better brand of baseball. And then you lose three or four to the Dodgers, and you lose two to the Mariners. And just like that, you've lost five of six. You've lost four in a row. You're back to four games below 500. Excuse me, five games below 500. And it just doesn't go anywhere it's this one step forward two step back thing we've seen it all year and the last couple of weeks it's it's been the exact same so look um of course i encourage all padres fans to have faith these baseball seasons are precious okay um there is talent on this team it has not performed up to its capability this season I would encourage you to keep some faith, but look, I, I totally understand and, and the callers we have and the tweets I have and all of it, when you look at this ball club now 115 games in and they're still sitting five games below 500 and they still can't get it going and they still can't build momentum and they still have offensive performances like the ones they had in these two games and you say, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't see it. I cannot argue with you on that. I can't. And look, I, I feel like I've defended this team a lot. I have through the last three, four months. Okay, I will be honest, and and I'll be front of the line probably of people that have defended this group and said it was a long year and and believed there was a run in them. But as we get deeper and deeper, as we approach forty games to go, as these games get so critical to see performances offensively like we saw here tonight especially. I mean, again, yesterday with Gilbert, I think a different story. But especially here tonight, you can do nothing but just scratch your head and be really confused by this team here in 2023 because a lot of it in a number of different ways is just hard to understand. All right, let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. We take a look at scores today from around the Major Leagues. Everything has gone final. Let's start in Philadelphia. A no-hitter for Michael Lorenzen in his debut at Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia he no-hit the Washington Nationals, the 14th in franchise history. What a day for Michael Lorenzen and the Phillies. His second start as a Philly and his Philadelphia debut in Philly. How about that? What a night for Michael Lorenzen. Other scores today. Marlins beat the Reds 5-4 in Cincinnati. 
Reds actually led that game 4-1 in the eighth inning. Josh Bell, a three-run home run to tie the game at four. Brian De La Cruz had the go-ahead home run in the ninth inning to give the Marlins a 5-4 lead, and they won it 5-4. A's beat the Rangers 2-0 in Oakland. Tigers beat the Twins 9-5 in Detroit. Wild ending between the Brewers and the Rockies. Lawrence, the pitch. Chopper, left side. Big hop for the shortstop Tovar. Throw to first is low, and it gets past Tolia, and the Brewers win it. Tolia couldn't dig it out, and the Brewers walk it off in the bottom of the 10th, 7-6 your final. Lane Grindle, WTMJ in Milwaukee on the call. The Brewers won it 7-6 in 10. You heard it there. Ezekiel Tovar, the young shortstop for the Rockies, made a throwing error to first base. It would have been the final out of the 10th inning, but instead the Brewers have the winning run come in. The runner was on third base, and that was it. Brewers won it in 10, 7-6. Other scores, Cardinals beat the Rays 6-4 in Tampa Bay. It was the Astros over the Orioles in Baltimore, 8-2. Braves beat the Pirates 6-5 in Pittsburgh. Ronald Acuna Jr. had three hits in that game. Mets beat the Cubs 4-3 in New York. Pete Alonso, Jeff McNeil had home runs in that game for the Mets. Red Sox beat the Royals 4-3 at Fenway Park. Alex Verdugo, a couple of RBIs in that game for Boston. Blue Jays beat the Guardians 1-0 in Cleveland. The only run in that game courtesy of a George Springer solo home run. White Sox beat the Yankees 9-2 in Chicago. Angels beat the Giants 4-1 in Anaheim. Shohei Otani on the mound in that one picked up his 10th win of the season. Dodgers blanked the Diamondbacks 2-0 in Arizona. That's where the Padres go next to Arizona. And the Diamondbacks have lost eight in a row. And guess how the Dodgers scored their two runs? Former Diamondback David Peralta, a two-run single, broke a scoreless tie, and the Dodgers win it 2-0. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Wednesday in the major leagues. So the Padres will go to Arizona. They've lost eight in a row. Padres have lost five of six. Something's got to give, right? <laughs> two teams that are struggling, and the Diamondbacks, it is, uh, it's pretty startling when you look at it. This was a team, and we'll have more of the numbers for you on Friday in the pregame, but this was a team that not that long ago was well over 500. With tonight's loss, they dropped under 500 to 57 and 58. So the Diamondbacks have played just a, a totally different kind of baseball than what they were playing early in the season, and uh, they've lost eight in a row now. So that is where the Padres go next. Can the Padres take advantage of that? Well, we're going to find out beginning on Friday. Again, the Padres fall 6-1 to one to the Mariners here tonight. Let's hear our play of the game. What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? Sorry. This is the play of the game. Presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration. Because we know how. Three and two again to Cal Raleigh. The pitch hit in the air deep down the right field line. Fernando turns to watch. This one going to go. Off the facing of the second deck, deep down the right field line. A two-run homer for Cal Raleigh, and the Mariners lead for the first time tonight. It is 3-1 in the bottom of the eighth. The two-run home run by Cal Raleigh. 
Put the Mariners ahead 3-1, broke the 1-1 tie. And that was our play of the game. Cal Raleigh giving the Mariners the lead, the home run off Stephen Wilson. He hit it 450 feet, the 19th home run of the season for Cal Raleigh. Mariners went on to score five in the eighth inning, and the Padres fall at 6-1 as they get swept in this mini two-game series in Seattle. All right, if we didn't get to your phone call, I apologize. We're running out of time here on the Padres Radio Network tonight. Please keep tuning in, keep calling in. We'd love to hear from you, as always, here on the Padres Radio Network. Taking a look ahead to Friday's game in Arizona, Padres have an off day tomorrow, so they'll uh, go to Arizona right now. They might be in the air already. They'll enjoy the off day tomorrow in Arizona, hopefully an opportunity for the Padres to reset, regroup, and get ready for a big series and really a big stretch of games. Uh, We talked about it, and I suppose I'll take a quick look at it here uh, before we get off the air. And we, we talked about it the last few days, but this is just a, a critical stretch for the Padres. Not that every game is in critical form right now. It is, but you look at who they have beginning on Friday. They have three against Arizona on the road, three against Baltimore, very good team at home, then four against Arizona at home, three against Miami at home, three on the road in Milwaukee, and then three against St. Louis on the road. Uh, St. Louis on the road. San Francisco at home for four. Philadelphia at home for three. That takes us up until September 6th. So why is this so critical? Well, the Diamondbacks, the Marlins, the Brewers, even though the Brewers are leading the NL Central right now, although if they do drop into the wild card, they would be ahead of the Padres with where they are right now, so we'll include them in this mix. San Francisco and Philadelphia. That's six series between now and September 6th, a little bit less than a month away, where the Padres are facing teams that are pretty much ahead of them. Milwaukee, different situation. But teams that are ahead of them have better records than them that are very much involved in this National League wildcard race. And again, it starts with the Diamondbacks on Friday. That is why this stretch is so very critical. The Padres have opportunities against the teams they're chasing to beat them and make up ground. Like we've said, we said it at three games out. We said it at four games out. Padres end tonight, four and a half games out of a wild card spot. This thing is right in front of them if they want it. It just takes winning baseball consistently, and it takes some type of run. I don't know how long, how good the run has to be. But I do know it's got to be a whole lot better than what the Padres showed in this two-game series in Seattle. So that is why this stretch is so critical. And again, it starts on Friday in Arizona. On the mound for the Padres on Friday, it'll be Blake Snell. Right now for Arizona, it is TBD to be determined. I did not see on Twitter anywhere. I'll double-check here before we get off the air, see if anybody's put out the information, if uh, Torrey Lovello... D-backs manager said after the game if they know who their starting pitcher is on Friday. I'm just looking quickly here. I know they uh, had Merrill Kelly leave tonight's game with a right leg cramp, so that's not good news for them either. I don't see it right now, so we'll uh, get you up to speed on who's starting uh, for the Diamondbacks on Friday, and I'm sure you'll find out before then. But we do know who's on the mound for the Padres. Blake Snell will take the mound on Friday in the desert. First pitch on Friday at 6.40, and Arika Water SoCal Padres pregame show begins at 5.40. Certainly hope you can join us then. Before we go through the final totals, let's pause for station ID on the Padres radio network. <laughs> 
Sam Levitt with you here inside our San Diego studios as we wrap it up. And again, Friday, 641st pitch and the EcoWater SoCal Padres pregame show at 540. Taking a look at the final totals here tonight for the Padres. Six runs, 10 hits, no errors. They left on eight. Excuse me. For the Mariners, I should say. Six runs, ten hits, no errors. They left on eight. I wish it was the Padres. But it is Seattle that won the game with the six runs and the ten hits and the no errors. For the Padres, one run, four hits, two errors, and they left on eight as well. Padres 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position here tonight. Mariners went 3 for 11. Winning pitcher Matt Brash, who improves to 8-3. and three. Losing pitcher Steven Wilson, who drops to 1-1. One and one. Time of game, two hours, 53 minutes. The crowd... In Seattle at T-Mobile Park, 39,546. As always, if you missed any of our post-game show, you can listen back to it on the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast. For our great studio coordinator, Matty Rhodes, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score, the Mariners 6 and the Padres 1. We'll talk to you on Friday on the Padres Radio Network.